Welcome to the Soft Verbal Podcast presented by Dead Soxie. Hosted by RebelGrove.com publisher Neil McCready and featuring Zach Barry of Red Cup Rebellion, the Soft Verbal Podcast is your number one podcast dedicated to Ole Miss football and basketball recruiting. Featuring guests from throughout the Rivals.com network, the Soft Verbal Podcast tells you what is happening and what's going to happen on the recruiting trail. And it does it in style, just like Dead Soxie. Visit DeadSoxie.com and enter promo code RebelGrove at checkout for 30% off your order of the best dress socks you'll ever wear. Now... Here's your host, Neil McCready. Welcome to another edition of the Soft Verbal Podcast presented by Dead Soxie. I'm your host, Neil McCready. Zach Barry with me as well here on this Wednesday. Hope you're having a good week as we get closer and closer to the start of the college football season. Speaking of Dead Sexy, Dead Soxie, not Dead Sexy, Dead Soxie probably is too. They're ready for some football and to celebrate the return of one of our favorite pastimes, Dead Soxie is giving you free money. Linked in the sticky thread on rebelgrove.com. It's a look under my name. It's a $10 shopping credit for deadsoxy.com. Simply click on the link, create an account, and redeem the $10 at checkout. If you have an account already, uh, you've already used a code at an earlier date, no worries. I'll tell you how to beat the system. That's right. You're hearing the true workaround. Just create a new account with a different email address, cash in on the offer. If you're just an MPW Digital listener and you're not a Rebel Grove subscriber, first of all, shame on you. Support the podcast. Sign up today. We'd appreciate that. If you just can't, we understand. Send an email to Mike, M-I-K-E, at deadsoxy.com and get your $10 code emailed directly to you. Don't miss out on free money to stock up on the best dress socks you've ever put on your feet. And as always, stay soxy. I'm coming to you from the Clark Ford Studios, Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number, ask for Corey Clark, tell Corey uh, what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. And uh, all you got to do is you get that quote, you can chop it around, or you can do what I've done, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. You'll love the product. You'll love the service after the sale. Corey always says he wants to be your car guy, he wants to be your truck guy. Well, he'll prove to you what that means when you call that number, 662-257-1900. Zach, how are you? Neil, I'm doing well. I wanted to I'll make this brief and get it out of the way early so we can go ahead and get things started. I have to figure out a way to get better at picking NFL games because all jokes aside... If you want to fade me, fade me on NFL games because I am not good at them. But college football, I, I can hold my own there. But it's just NFL is just so tough to, to, to gamble on. I know gambling's hard anyway, but NFL is tough. Well, you know, Zach, the goal of Neil's picks is for Neil to win Neil's picks. That is the goal. That is the yeah. objective of Neil's picks. Uh, I won the championship a year ago. I am one of these people. I'm very greedy. I win one championship, and I want, by God, to win the next championship. So you telling me that you're not good at NFL games means that we'll continue to add NFL games. Okay, that's fine. I thought maybe there was some kind of reverse psychology, or maybe you would take pity on me. Um, but No, no yeah. probably not. Uh, not. Now, listen, if I see that, that – a lot of it will depend on the standings, and right now we're still early enough that even though you fell behind in week yeah. one, you're within striking distance. I mean, this is yeah, if, just we, one week. if we're a major league baseball season, a full season, a real season, it, it's like April the 10th. I mean, you know, you had a bad start. It's okay. 
this is an in, in NBA game. You're four minutes in. You had you're down ten ten to two, but you know, come on, you got plenty of time. Uh, if later in the year um, you fade into obscurity, at that point, I'll I'll quit focusing on trying to bury you. But right now, what you're telling <laughs> me is that the NBA is a way to bury you. So, I mean, not the NBA, the the NFL is a way to bury you. Yeah, I probably should mix in a couple of NBA games just to <laughs> throw Chase off his off his. It's actually not a yeah. bad idea next week. I don't think he'll be able to throw Jeffrey off because I think Jeffrey gambles enough that he'll be able to make adjustments on the fly and can. Yeah, he can would be okay. He would do perfectly fine with NBA. So it's it's it's. I have to bury you all one at a time and try not to bury myself <laughs> in the process. All right, we're gonna yeah. keep this one. We're gonna keep this one tight today. I know you've got a lot of stuff going on. I do too. It's a busy time, thank God, because it becomes obvious that, uh, first of all, congratulations to the Big Ten. Go Hawkeyes. Glad to have you guys back. Um, it's a busy time for all of us, and so we got a question. It was on the message board, and I thought it was a really good one. It's something that gets talked about a lot, and um, people kind of get worked up about this topic. You and I did no pre-show on this other than me telling you, hey, this is what we're going to talk about. But I didn't tell you, hey, here's how I feel, or hey, Zach, how do you feel? I didn't even read your answer. I saw that you had an answer. I sort of glanced at it. I was like, nope, don't read it. So we'll talk about it. So there's a question on the board, and I can't even remember who it's from. It says, first-time poster, long-time reader. So thank you, first of all, for being part of rebelgrove.com. It's part of the Rivals Network. Same price as it's been since the Kennedy uh, administration. So uh, nine less than... Less than eight seventy a month if you sign up annually at rebelgrove.com. Lots of stuff on the community. We're bringing lots of content to you. So we'd love to have you. Here's the question. There's clearly a lot of angst among the fan base with our, quote, apparent lack of momentum and success in recruiting for the upcoming class. I'm wondering if our staff has decided to take their foot off the pedal on the 2021 class because of, A, an inability to evaluate, meaning because of the dead period and all of that. B, lack of time with the current roster. And C, the eligibility blanket waiver granted by the NCAA. Given that the NCAA to this point has not raised the full ride limit above 85, we may actually have a majority of players who opt to remain on scholarship next season, limiting the number of scholarships available for 2021. The transfer portal piece is obviously another element of this conversation as well. We're going to start there, and then we're going to get into the Mississippi thing. So it's it's actually two topics. This one you and I have talked about a lot. So we, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it because unlike the second question, we've actually talked about this a good bit. But I'll answer his question, and then you, you tell me where I'm, where I'm wrong. Yes, the, the, the pandemic created a dead period that started, Zach, in early May, early March, and has gone through now, and... I think threatens to go through the end of this calendar year. And if that happens, yes, that eliminates your ability to evaluate in person. You can evaluate on film, but film can be deceptive. And a lot of programs, including the big boys, really love to bring prospects to campus and evaluate them in person. They want to see them do some drills and some things with that. They like to get the whole staff, get everybody's eyes on them. 
so that they can have some conversations. I mean, certainly there are no-brainers. There are guys out there that you look at the film and you go, yeah, we're offering him. But there's also guys that, and, and this includes you know some four-star kind of players, that you bring them in and you say, yeah, he's a good player. I don't know that he fits what we're looking for. Or you bring one in you're kind of skeptical on, and in person you go, oh, okay, no, I get it now. He fits us. He just became a priority. That happens everywhere, and it would happen – at Ole Miss and Elaine Kiffin coaching staff as well. But when you can't bring those players to campus and you were a coach who spent the last three seasons at FAU recruiting, frankly, a different kind of player, and uh, you have a staff that – you have some members on the staff. Derek Nix was at Ole Miss the last uh, several years. So he knows, you know, in-state guys. He knows some other people. You've got uh, uh, Finley who was at Texas A&M, so he's familiar with, with the league. You've got people that were at Michigan who are familiar with national products, national prospects, that kind of thing. But you can't get them to campus. It's, and this is a very convoluted way of saying it's really impossible to recruit the way you planned to recruit when you can't have face-to-face contact. So given that and then given the element that the, the subscriber mentioned with the NCAA has not really provided clarity on what – the 2021 season will look like from a scholarship standpoint, uh, given the fact that you really haven't had a full opportunity until here recently to really evaluate your roster. Given all of those things, yeah, I don't know that I don't know if they've taken the pedal off their get off the gas, but they might be pushing a different pedal. They might be sort of looking at different ways to assemble the roster different ways to evaluate things until they get an opportunity to get back to, quote, normal, end quote, or it, I think a better term would be back into their original plan for how they were going to rebuild this roster and make it nationally competitive. I think that's fair. I, I don't think that – I think you're absolutely right where they're, they're not going to press and they're not going to go out and push for commitments right now. They're – there is no need to do that. I don't think that um, it's not like they're cutting off recruiting in October to where you can't get any more commits and you're just going to be stuck with the ones you have. I think they have been adamant about sticking to their strategy. They have uh, been very honest and open with how they're going to go about things. They're going to evaluate whether or not they can be in person or not. They're going to do a lot of film study. They're going to do Zoom calls. They're going to talk to the players as much as they can without being in person, without having them on campus, and then they're going to go from there. It's not the best way to recruit. Obviously, you would rather be in person, be able to sit down with them. But if you can't do that, the next best thing, like you said, trust your staff that you hired that have been in this league, that have been around college football, that have been in recruiting before, and just kind of go with your gut. And that's what they're doing. They're they're being very – particular about who they take right now. Um, I mean, there are several names out there that maybe takes later on down the road, and I don't think that's any indication of how they feel about them as a player or if um, – I don't think that's anything you know, negative towards a prospect. They're just going to take their time. Uh, I think they want to see what they have in the first couple weeks of the season to see which position groups – they might be in trouble at or they might be fine at. I think that's a key that we haven't really touched on much yet. But with the season starting next week, I think that's a big thing to look at, not just for Ole Miss, but for everybody across the country. 
you're going to get to see, okay, well, this position group is completely just like we're thin, we're razor thin, we got to get depth here. Or like Ole Miss, probably not really going to need to take a running back in this class unless the five-star comes banging on your door wanting to join your class. So um, you've got Jerry Neely, Snoop Connor, Henry Parrish. They're okay at running back. Probably don't need to take one. So that's kind of where I'm at in terms of this staff and how they're going to attack this 2021 class. And, and they're going to they're gonna stay patient. They're going to stay the course. Yeah, I, I think you're right. So let's get into question number two because I think this is the more compelling topic for the day. Uh, he says, simplistically, what is our plan and is Kiffin concerned with our lack of success in Mississippi? He's been asked questions about it previously but has not articulated a way forward. I'm sure that staff and the athletic department are aware of the concern of the fans right now. Everyone realizes and understands the circumstances and environment we're in, but that doesn't make us immune from needing to have a plan to get this roster to a more competitive level, et cetera, et cetera. Thanks for everything you do. All right. Respectfully, I disagree. He's been asked about recruiting and recruiting Mississippi, and he's answered it. He's answered it in a straightforward way. It's an answer that uh, a lot of people don't like. It's an answer that makes some people in the media uncomfortable. And that is, Ole Miss is not going to recruit Mississippi kids just because they're in Mississippi. They're trying to build a, a roster that can compete at the top level of this league. The top level of this league is Alabama. It's LSU. Look at LSU a year ago. Look at how good Alabama was a year ago. They couldn't win the league because LSU was so good. They're trying to compete with Auburn, with Georgia, with Florida. That's who they're competing against, period. To do that, to beat those teams, to win the SEC West, you got to get past Alabama, you got to get past Auburn, you got to get past LSU, you got to get past Texas A&M, you got to get past Mississippi State, and you got to get past Arkansas. Simple as that. That's, that, that, is, that is who you're competing against. And so you look at the division and – the top of the division right now is, is Alabama and LSU and then Auburn and then Texas A&M. Those are your obstacles. You have to look at the rosters that those teams put together. Lane Kiffin was at Alabama. He has seen how that roster is made up when he was the offensive coordinator. He's coached in this league at Tennessee. He knows what level you have to recruit at to win in this league, and that's the goal. And if that means recruiting 30 kids from Mississippi or no kids from Mississippi, that is what they're going to do. Now, that makes people – and, Zach, feel free in a minute or jump in at any point and tell me, no, Neil, you're an idiot and you're wrong. But he's not going to recruit kids just because, hey, some boosters and – Corinth or Kosciuszko or Petal or Flowood or wherever, Hattiesburg, Oak Grove. He's not going to recruit those kids just because they're from there. He's not going to do it. If he has the choice between a kid from Hattiesburg and a kid from Detroit, if they think the kid from Detroit is better, they're going to take the kid from Detroit. He's trying to recruit at a national level. Now, can he get that done? Not in a pandemic. No. You can't get it done in a pandemic. Not with not you can you get it done that way if you can't recruit in person? Nope. Not realistically. We've covered that. But the pandemic's not going to last forever. 
and they have a plan. And if they deviate from that plan in year one and take kids that they don't believe can play at this level, then you're wasting scholarships. This is, this is in my opinion, Zach, I'll, I'll do some of the dirty work here because I think you're a nicer guy than I am. There are media outlets out there that are super connected inside Mississippi. It's credit to them. They're connected to high school coaches. They're connected to handlers and runners and in middlemen. They've got a lot of those kind of sources, and they've cultivated them over the years, and they've kowtowed to them, capitulated with them, and uh, they have created a, a kind of a network of information. That network of information is only good if Ole Miss is recruiting the hell out of Mississippi, if they're recruiting a lot of Mississippi kids. With the previous staff, the whole Mississippi-made thing was a big deal. Recruiting Mississippi was a big deal. And that media outlet and media outlets like it benefited from it, period. It's not, and there's nothing wrong with that. For the people that go, oh, boy, McCready's ripping 24-7, I'm not. I'm, I'm explaining to you how that works. They, they did a great job, a better job than I did, of cultivating sources in the Mississippi high school ranks and a much better job than I did of cultivating sources with middlemen and bagmen and runners and handlers inside the state of Mississippi. There you go. You want transparency? Got it. There it is. This, That's fair. It is. It is absolutely fair. It's accurate. It's going to piss some people off, but it's absolutely accurate. It's a credit to them. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with doing that, that but that's, they have a lot of sourcing in that way. And so I, I mean, think, it's, it, and it's one way to play to your strengths. That's a very sound business strategy, and it was a strength. So yes. they, they would have been foolish not to. Yes. You, I mean, it would be like if, if, if running off right tackle was working and you stopped doing it. If giving the ball to Derrick Henry is the way to get to the end zone, then give the ball to Derrick Henry until they stop it and then go to something else. So it worked. I, mean, I, I credit to them. I mean, it was, it was difficult to compete against that at times. Uh, they just did a, they did a great job. But it's changed now because, Zach, that plan from a recruiting standpoint, getting away from the media, it didn't work. Matt Luke and that group went 4-8 and eight last year. I always say this. It's a scoreboard business, and people kind of scoff at you when you say it, like, oh, come on, man, there's more to it than that. No, at the end of the day, look, Ole Miss is going to play Florida next Saturday. The score when the game begins at 11 a.m., will be zero to zero. They'll put 15 minutes on the clock. They'll put a one under the quarter. And once the ball is touched, someone's going to kick it. The other team's going to catch it. And if there's a touchback, the other team will take it at first and 10 at the 25. And when the ball's snapped, the official will blow a whistle and the clock will start. And they'll keep score. And you win or you lose. And in this league, you got to win. And... And, and to win in this league, he thinks you got to recruit a certain kind of player. Yeah. Will it work? Well, I mean, will it work? Here's the thing. People go, well, why, why are we not – everybody is so hung up on recruiting rankings. And I realize that I work at a, at a – for a, a, an outlet, Rivals.com, that made its bread and butter years ago on recruiting rankings. I get it. And if you work at 24-7, recruiting rankings are even more important there than I think they are at Rivals. So I get it. Lane Kiffin cannot allow that, and he won't allow that, in my opinion, to creep into the back of his mind 
right now in the middle of a weird year. Instead, I think they're going to take these leftover scholarships, and I think they're going to absolutely dive into the transfer market. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many, not only just decent depth pieces that you can add to a roster, former, you know, highly rated three-star, four-star guy. I mean, they're, they're quality players who are either former highly rated recruits or they're guys who have been there, done that a couple of years in a system, have experience in Power 5 football and are looking to go elsewhere as a just straight-up transfer or a grad transfer. So you have the option of not only adding someone – who is older, more mature, been in a strength and conditioning program, been on a new, a new nutrition plan that they've they're not 17, 18 year old green high school kids. You're not only adding that, but you're potentially adding someone who can play right away. Um, it, when you're trying to rebuild a roster and rebuild a roster in a hurry, that's the perfect way to go. So yeah, um, I I believe. Tell me whether you agree or not. I believe that you should not take into consideration where a kid is from when you're trying to build a, a, a an SEC program that's that's going to that the goal and, no. and Kiffin's goal is to win championships. Yeah, this isn't about winning the Egg Bowl. This isn't about um, you know going to Shreveport every year and, and adding a banner to the IPF. He wants to win trophies. He wants this to win big. Yeah. Now, yeah. can he win big at Ole Miss? I don't know. I mean, we're all we're all watching the same movie right now. We're all on the same ride. I don't know where it goes. I'm not going to be the guy that that's the full scale homer that goes, "Oh boy, Lane Kiffin can't miss, can't miss. This is a sure thing, baby. Enjoy the ride." Uh-uh, I have no idea. I have no it's- idea. But I do know this, having covered this league for a long time, that if your goal is to win at the highest level of the league. You have to recruit at the highest level of the league. You cannot. Now, there are good coaches. There are good coaches in this league who've done a really solid job of being very competitive with, that, with, with inferior talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark, Stoops, Mark Stoops comes to mind. If I'm honest, Dan Mullen at Mississippi State comes to mind. Although, if you yeah. go back and look at that, Dan Mullen's best teams at Mississippi State, okay? Mm-hmm. Jeffrey Simmons was a, a first-round pick. Uh, even with a, a major domestic PR nightmare of an incident, Jeffrey Simmons was a first-round pick. Even with a knee injury, Jeffrey Simmons was a first-round pick. That tells you what kind of an athlete he is. Dak Prescott is still, for all the jokes about Dak Prescott, he's still a starting quarterback in the National Football League today. Mm-hmm. Um, there were other players on that team that are still playing in the NFL. That was a very talented team at Mississippi State. Uh, the Ole Miss team, that Hugh, Hugh Freeze's two best teams, were loaded with talent. The 2008 Ole Miss team that Houston Nutt did such a great job with was loaded with NFL-caliber talent. It had, they had underachieved under Ed Orgeron, but, but they were loaded with talent. You don't win in this league without talent. You don't coach up average players to beat elite players. This doesn't work. I covered Auburn when Auburn went undefeated, and I look at that. I look at that team looking back. I mean, that team was loaded with four and five star players. It was just they were very, very good across the board. Uh, Florida won a national title with uh, not Florida. Auburn won a national title with, with Cam Newton. 
Uh, that team also had uh, Nick Fairley on the defensive line. There, there were elite players carrying them. You can't win in this league without elite players. So to focus on Mississippi and make that a priority, Ole Miss has tried that. It doesn't work. We, we talked about playing to your strengths, and I'll, I'll give credit where credit's due. I, with Matt Luke, the strength for him was to play to being from Mississippi, playing at Ole Miss, being a local guy, down to, home, down to earth, you know, homebody type head coach to where he's all family. That was, I, on paper, great plan. Yeah. 20, 2019's class in Mississippi is arguably the best one they've ever had. But when you go all in and you play to your strength and it doesn't work, then it is a complete failure. If you look at the top 10 players in the state of Mississippi in 2019, Charles Cross, Simon, Mississippi State, Nicobe Dean, Georgia, you get Jerry Neely, Charles Moore, Simon with Auburn, Byron Young, Alabama, Nathan Pickering, Mississippi State, Jaron Handy, Auburn, Jonathan Mingo, went to Ole Miss, Derek Hall, Auburn, Brandon Turnage, Alabama. That was just the top 10. Now they got Dennis Jackson. They got Ashanti Sistrunk, who I think is going to be a good player. They got John Rice Plumley. We all know about John Rice Plumley and what he did last year. But that that uber talented blue chip top ten class, you only got two of them. You, it was it, your, it, it was failure. It was. It was I failure. Mean, it, it just look, it was. And I, I like Matt a lot, and I, I I'm I'm very good friends with Tyler Siski. I have a lot of respect for Tyler. I like him. He's a super person, but it was failure. For a number of reasons, reasons that we can all you can all get into or you cannot get into, you can you can you 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 can play dumb, whatever you want to do. It didn't work. It didn't work, and it probably wasn't going to work. And they changed gears. And so, if you're going to give Lane Kiffin a full shot, and God knows you should. <laughs> You, you've got to sit back and acknowledge that this first recruiting cycle got effed up. I, I don't know why people struggle with that. I really don't. I mean, I, I'll be honest. I, I consider myself a common sense thinker. You might disagree, Zach, after working with me for a year but or longer. I guess it's been longer than that. You, you might think, ah, I don't know, Neil. But I do. That's why I think of myself. And I look at it and go, ah, you know, you had a plan. The plan got thrown to hell. No 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 fault of your own and you had to audible and it's been one hell of an audible but you'll eventually get back to a place where you can execute the plan or try to and at that point when things get back to normal and they're recruiting at a national level and they're not landing those kids well then I guess that at some point you'll look at it like you do anything and you'll go hey it worked or it didn't work but to say today to say today that oh Lane Kiffin's going to be a raging success at Ole Miss. Or to say today that, God, they're just recruiting terribly. This whole thing's a disaster. is completely disingenuous. The jury hasn't even been handed the case yet. There's no way you can deliver a verdict. Hell, we haven't even, we haven't even gotten to the point in the trial where, where we're, not even, we're not even past jury selection. There's no, there's, there's no way to even make that conclusion right now. And so... To me, when people in the media 
stoke this fire with they should be recruiting Mississippi kids and the fact that they're not recruiting kids is Mississippi kids and getting those kids is, is failure and I haven't heard exactly what was said but I, I couldn't disagree more I couldn't I mean with with that with that context I couldn't disagree more I don't think that's, well, I don't think that's failure I think that's a decision you make or what kind of kid are we going to get is that kid good enough and if he's not you go next well it's also a little bit disingenuous because they are recruiting Mississippi. They're they're recruiting a handful of names extremely hard in Mississippi. Yeah, Luke Luke Altmaier. We've said this for four months now. Is probably next to Taiwan Malone their number one target. They want him back. He's at, he's been he's at the top. Of, he's been at the top of their quarterback board since at a minimum February. Yeah, they want MJ Daniels. From Lucidale, Mississippi, in George County. He's from Mississippi. They want him bad. Isaiah Brevard, South Haven, committed to Oregon. They're still recruiting him. They recruited Jalen Sheed extremely hard out of Olive Branch. Committed to LSU. They're still going to go after him. Um, Ty Cooper is one of their, one of their, I, I think one of their better evaluations. And I think that they want him extremely bad. I think they lead for him right now. They want him. Brandon Buckhalter flipped to Mississippi State. They're still recruiting him as as a wide receiver. From Flowood goes to Hartfield Academy. All Mississippi guys. So look, they're not going to throw in fifteen to twenty commits from the state of Mississippi every year because that's not one. That's not their plan. That's two, not their style. That's and two, two. You just you just can't. Two. There aren't that many players in the state. No, the twenty nineteen class isn't happening every year in the state of Mississippi. And I bet you, yeah, no, and it's not. Look, I. I mean, I have daughters, so I go to I go to the first half of a lot of football games. I don't see a lot of SEC players on the fields. Yeah, Just keeping it real. I covered Oxford. I didn't cover it. I went to Oxford Lafayette last week. It's a good game. It's fun, entertaining game. I was happy for all the 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 young men that they got to play. Um, I was happy for the cheerleaders and the dance teams and the bands and the parents and all of that stuff. But I didn't see Division One talent out there. And so if you just you, you can sign fifteen to twenty in Florida every year, in Texas, in California, um, you can do that in other states. Here's the deal. Look at Kirby Smart, look at Nick Saban. That is what he's trying to do at Ole Miss. Can you? I don't know. We're, about to, we're gonna find out. Look look at Alabama, Neil. Najee Harris. Probably a Heisman front runner right now yeah one of the one of the best players in the country he's from california no alabama that was the it was where i was going and i was covering i was in the state of alabama covering alabama to some degree as a columnist when nick saban got that job um mike shula his his immediate predecessor there at at alabama really tried to recruit alabama they tried to build internally it doesn't work there aren't enough players in alabama and here's the other thing, too. Let's be real about this for a minute. Let's say that you at Ole Miss decided we are going to recruit Mississippi. We're going to dominate Mississippi. No, you're not. You never have. You're not going to dominate Mississippi every year. It's not possible. Mississippi State's not going to allow it. And that's the right word, allow it. They're not going to allow it. It's a flawed strategy. It's a cute strategy on paper, 
and it makes people feel good, but it's flawed. There's not enough Division I talent in Mississippi to go around. So you take. I think here's, a, here's another thing to look at, Neil, and I don't mean to cut you off, but I've, fine. I've, I've workshopped this with a couple of folks, and I want to get your thoughts. Also, with Mississippi, th- there's almost like a particular set of positions that they churn out the most. And for me, it seems like it's mostly skill guys and then some really good interior linemen here and there. That's pretty much it. You don't get a ton. I mean, Chase and I did the all-Rivals era team. I mean, we had to go way back to 2005 to find a guy as the highest-rated quarterback ever. They don't put out a lot of quarterbacks. They don't really churn out a lot of elite offensive linemen. It's not... um, it's typically not a breeding ground for elite Power 5 linebackers. Um, it's mostly receivers, mostly DBs, and then you mix in you know, the Jeffrey Simmons, the Chris Joneses, um, those types, the Byron Youngs. The, you mix in those Jarrell Poe, Benito Jones. You've got some interior guys, but that's it. So it, you've got to go elsewhere. You can't have a team of all receivers and defensive tackles. So... It's just not long-term. It's not feasible to just go all in on Mississippi. It's a flawed idea. It's a flawed idea. It's one of the reasons I hated the idea Mississippi made from a would it work. I understood where they were going. They were trying to sort of copy built by Bama. Mississippi made, to me, said we want Mississippi. But built by Bama still getting Najee Harris. Yeah, it went Mississippi. Well, built by Bama means we brought you to Alabama and built you. Mississippi yeah. made implied to me that we want Mississippi players. Only. They, yeah. really, di- they really doubled down on the Matt Luke's a Mississippian. And, yeah. I, and, and Matt's a great guy. And I, I, don't, I don't know that it was his idea. I don't know whether it was or wasn't. I don't know. It, it was flawed. It, but I, this isn't to pick on Matt Luke. He's gone. It's just simply to say to the people that do this, you, you need to understand, and I don't want to pick a fight here. I really don't. But the people that are stirring that up, it's, it's, it's coming. There's an agenda there. That's all I'm going to say. There's an agenda there. And when people go, well, you can't do it the way Kiffin's doing it either. Here's my answer to that is I don't know. I mean, I don't know how I could be any more fair than say that. But the one way didn't work. And if you continue to try to do it a way that doesn't work, that's insanity. So you try a new way. Yeah. And, just, and will this way work? I don't know. If someone says to you, hey, there is absolutely no doubt in my mind Lane Kiffin's going to win big at Ole Miss, period, the end. All right, you're a fan. If you say, this this recruiting nationally won't work, they can't do it, can't do it, how do you know? How do you know? You don't know. They've never really tried with somebody as like Kiffin who has incredible social media presence, who really gets media. Here's the truth, and I've said this from day one. He doesn't utilize local media much because it's really not part of his plan. Mm-hmm. But he's great on the Dan Patrick show uh, <laughs> those kinds of things that's smart that is smart I mean the- but it's frustrating to, it is frustrating to people and I, I can understand it is frustrating to people who have depended on and gotten 
a level of access that they don't have today. I'm sure that's frustrating, and I'm sure some of that is coming out in the commentary that is being made. And if in three or four years this is didn't work, they can come back and say, I told you. And and that card that card as of today is is still in the hand. You can't play it today, but I can't take it away from you either. In three or four years, if it doesn't work and you tried to recruit nationally and it was abject failure, they'll be able to say, I told you that doesn't work. You've got to recruit Mississippi. And I'll say, you know what? Maybe you're right. But I can't say that today. I'll say this. The, the people that want to argue that you have to be able to recruit inside the state, well, we're not saying that's not true. What we're saying is you've got to do a, a healthy mix and, and I'll say this, Neil, if you win, if Lane Kiffin wins, um, continues an upward trajectory of the program, they win, they're recruiting well, the state is going to recruit itself. There are going to be some where Mississippi State's going to have a say, and you're going to have to, you're going to, have to recruit and work hard and battle them to signing day. But for the most part, it's going to recruit itself. The program, winning cures everything, Neil. You know that. Most people do who've been around this this game, this, been around college football, been around recruiting. Yep. Winning cures a lot of things. Yep. If you just if you just win, it's going to become, oh, shit, Ole Miss is, is back? Okay, yep. Yep. I, I'm into it. Yep. That's when you get the you, – you, you start getting people's ears perked up and – Everybody know, loves and a winner. Maybe like, like, a, like a West Point where like – Primarily, the kid's going to immediately look at state first because West Point's, for the most part, heavy state lean. No, if, if Lane Kiffin's got it going, they're going to look at everything. Winning is sexy. Winning yeah. is sexy. And Kiffin's smart. It's obvious that he's incredibly smart. You can, I, I, I can, and listen, people go, oh, you're kissing up to him. I'm flat telling you out loud on a podcast. I don't know that he knows who anybody is locally. I don't know that he cares. And not in a bad way. It's just they have a plan. And the plan doesn't really rely on local media. He talks to us once a week. We get him. It's fine. We'll get him twice a week probably once the season starts. We'll get him on Monday, and I think we'll get him on Saturday after the game. And He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. He has a plan. He has a really good staff to utilize the plan to execute the plan, but you can't do the plan until things open up from a recruiting standpoint, and that is completely out of his control. And so in the meantime, they're not making the mistakes that a lot of coaches make that the previous staff made at times, I think, and, hey, let's fill out the staff with guys that – fill out the, the class – with guys that we're not sure can play or not, and maybe we'll hit a maybe we'll hit one. You don't do it that way. He they don't take a kid unless they believe that 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 the kid can hit. Now, does that mean every every kid's no? They're going to have bust because nobody goes one hundred percent on evaluations. Not even Nick Saban doesn't happen. Uh, but if you but if you stick to a plan in evaluations and you never deviate from it, you'll hit more than you miss. And if you hit enough, you start winning. And if you start winning, you keep building and you keep building and you keep building and then boom. And then, look, there's a national recruit right down the right down the pike in a couple of years. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a litmus test. 
fairly or not. I've written that Abs- numerous times. Absolutely. And it, it, whether it's fair or not is another topic, but it's what's coming. So I don't know. We I, th- I think we've beaten it to death, but that's your answer to your question. It was a great question. It inspired a 40-minute podcast, so thank you for yeah. it. And uh, that was fun. I, I can't wait to see. I, I'm, I'm, for a number of reasons, absolutely intrigued by the storyline of this coaching staff, this program, Lane Kiffin and Oxford, all of that stuff, because we don't know. It's the, so much of the book is unwritten, and anybody who pretends to know how this story ends, you're kidding yourself. This is Because this is different. You know, this is Ole Miss is not Alabama. Ole Miss is not Georgia. It's a little harder. But he knows what he's doing. They have a plan, and they're sticking to the plan, and it's about to get interesting here, if nothing else. If, if what you want – I mean, I, I think it's fair to say the last staff at times was pretty boring. The product was mm-hmm. kind of boring. This will not be boring. No. I can't, I can't promise that it's going to end with a, a – a, championship trophy or if it's going to end in an absolute inferno i don't know but i don't think it's going to be boring and so if you're a if you're a fan that's good yeah last last thing here neil yep i'm gonna do a uh, i'm gonna do a counting exercise with you been watching a lot of sesame street uh so this is this is pertinent Ole Miss is currently ranked 59th in the team rankings right now okay i'm gonna count for you how many teams ahead of Ole Miss are below them in average star rating? You ready? Sure. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. The nineteen teams from thirty-ninth to fifty-eighth have a lesser star rating, average star rating than Ole Miss. That's the number to look at. Yeah, they're taking they, they, those are programs that are filling out their class. Yeah, and that's and, and hey, look, not every program. I mean, at some, at some programs they look at it and go, "We don't think we can recruit nationally here. Let's not try." And that's, yeah, and that's, that's they that's have fine. A, they have a plan. This this is and I think this is the theme. Maybe it's going to be the title of the podcast. Kiffin has a plan. Will the plan be successful or not? We'll find out. But he has a plan. They're sticking to the plan, and the plan is to recruit nationally because he thinks that's yeah. how you compete with Alabama. That's how you compete with Georgia. That's how you do this. Because that's what he was hired to do. Yes. He, that's why he took the job. I, yeah. can say, I can say this now. I almost got in trouble when I sort of hinted at it during the coaching search. One of the reasons that Lane Kiffin dragged his feet with Arkansas <laughs> was because he preferred Ole Miss. Yeah. Why? Doesn't he has he has no ties to either place. So it wasn't some sentimental attachment to Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin was absolutely going to take the Arkansas job if Ole Miss had not offered. Okay? He was. He was going to take the Arkansas job. He was not going to stay at FAU and wait another coaching cycle. He was going to take the, F, the uh, Arkansas job. He took Ole Miss for one reason and one reason only, and it's not because the Grove is pretty – or any of that stuff. He took the Ole Miss job because he felt like it would be easier to recruit nationally at Ole Miss than it would be at Arkansas. Yep. Certainly been done before, so he thinks, well, hell, I'm better than everybody else that's been there, so I can do it better. That's what he thinks. So we'll. Yeah. now we get to start to find out as soon as the pandemic is cleared, we start to find out whether it works or not. 
Frankly, yeah. I'm excited about it. All right, don't forget, deadsoxy.com. Go to the link at rebelgrove.com or email Mike, M-I-K-E, at deadsoxy.com. And uh, get your get your $10. Go get some socks. They're the best socks you'll ever put on your feet. I love them. The no-shows are fantastic. Lots of creative socks. And uh, more than anything, they keep your feet cool, and they look great. They stay up. They're wonderful. And the people at Dead Socks have been great to us for years. And we'd appreciate you uh, checking them out. So I'm going to close it up there, Zach. Good luck with your uh, trip this weekend. Safe travels. And I'll talk to you soon. For Zach Barry, I'm Neil McCready. That does it for this episode of the Soft Verbal Podcast presented by Dead Soxy. Until next time, take care.